Representing Equity is a Northeast Pennsylvania business podcast that highlights regional business owners from marginalized and historically underrepresented groups. This podcast is a means of not only amplifying these businesses, but also raising awareness of some of the hurdles and concerns underrepresented businesses face here in Northeast PA. This podcast is sponsored by the Wilkes-Barre Connect program, the entrepreneurial and economic development arm of the Greater Wyoming Valley Chamber of Commerce. Connect just introduced a brand new equity initiative called the Connect Inclusive Program, which was created to address systemic and historical barriers to entrepreneurship and business growth experienced by individuals from minority communities. We do this by providing accessible resources specifically tailored to their needs, providing them with all stages of education and technical resources to start up or continue to grow their business. For more information on Connect Inclusive, please visit our website at wyomingvalleychamber.org. Welcome back, everyone. Today, I am here with Lakeisha Denson of Beyond the Pond Photography. Hello. How are you? I'm wonderful in yourself. I'm hanging in there, doing well. So um, this podcast, again, is representing equity, where we're taking a look at uh, business owners in the Northeast Pennsylvania region who are from underrepresented backgrounds and hearing their story, talking about how they got into business. Uh, and and sometimes what, you know, when we talk about equity and representation, what it means to be someone from one of these backgrounds trying to run a business in a predominantly white community. So uh, tell us a little bit about Beyond the Pond Photography and what do you do? So uh, Beyond the Pond of Photography started in 2016 Mm -hmm. in Newark, Delaware. (laughs) Came out of a a situation with a a former job that I had. And um, I reached out to a photographer that was in the area just to kind of get underneath her wing, learn a little bit about the industry. Mm -hmm. Then after a while, I went ahead and just launched my own business. Um, I do weddings and portraits and engagements. I've done events, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, I just love telling everybody's story as yeah. authentically as I can. I just I love it. It's great. It's awesome. <laughs> now, I know you didn't start in portrait and wedding photography. You, you were doing music photography before then. Yes. So yeah. before I started my business, I I decided to use my photography experience to, well, the interest in photography to, mm-hmm. you know, support some of my friends in the music scene. So they w- would have shows that would pop up around the area and I'd bring my camera and mm-hmm. do a little click click of their, <laughs> you know, of, of their shows and stuff like that for to support them. I started a small music blog. I got injured at a oh. show. Oh, wow. I was like, OK, I need a more controlled environment because <laughs> <laughs> I ended up like fracturing my wrist, breaking a lens. Oh, I was wow. like. Yeah, I got pushed into a speaker. Oh, God. They were kind of going a little too hard in the crowd, and I was off to the side Mm -hmm. thinking I was going to be safe, you know? (laughs) No. (laughs) Yeah, and then that's when I I reached out. Her name is Marissa Mm -hmm. uh, of uh, Marissa Taylor Photography. She's amazing. Um, She's in Newark, Delaware. But, yeah, she got me me started to where I am. She's my mama bird. Very cool. Very, very cool. And if there are photographers who's ever done live events and especially music scene, we all understand that pain because <laughs> the biggest fear is someone knocking you over, hitting that lens that's completely exposed. So, 
Yeah, that's crazy. Well, happy you survived. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Me too. Live to, live to shoot another day. <laughs> that is awesome. That is awesome. Uh, and so with Beyond the Pond, uh, it's weddings and portraits. Uh, I guess why that shift? So going from something that's completely uncontrollable, it's live, you're sort of capturing what's there, to a situation where you're really sort of controlling the environment. Why that big of a switch? The You know, the dealing with the large crowds, the unpredictability of the crowds, mm-hmm. um, lighting, if for music photography, whether you're at a small venue or a large venue, the lighting is atrocious. <laughs> and it's great for visuals, like you mm-hmm. want to like enjoy the show and everything, but it's hard to get great pictures sometimes, especially in venues that don't allow you to use flash, yeah. um, which I can understand, you mm-hmm. know, performers don't want that stuff. going off in their eyes and and everything um but i chose weddings and portraits because i like people Mm um (laughs) i i like people i some people like ask me oh do you do maternity yeah i'll I'll do like maternity photos but you won't catch me doing newborn photos just because i babies are so delicate you know what i mean and that requires a special touch which marissa has she's literally the baby whisperer like (laughs) i've i've when i started with her we I'd go to her sessions. I'd assist her setting up. I'd even, she'd let me like take a few shots, like just like practice, you know what I mean? But oh my gosh, I tell you, you have to have a touch when it comes to newborn photography. Can't, I can't do it. I'm too terrified to handle somebody else's kids. I don't have kids. So, you know. (laughs) Yeah. No, I get that. I get that. And pets, like pets are different and, um, I don't know seniors. I've I've done a few senior mm-hmm. photos too, which is which is great. There's nothing wrong with it, and I just I know that but there's I know that there's a lot of people in the area that specialize yeah. in just that field of photography, and I'm just like, I like love stories. I love people. Yeah. I love I love making people feel good mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, through the photography, and that's why I chose yeah. those. Those those areas. Okay, cool. Now, was art something you were always into? Did this, was this something that set on right when you were doing the music photography, or have you always dabbled in it? Uh, well, it was the first time I've ever done photography, but I've been I've always been kind of artistic, yeah, a little bit um, different types of media of art. Mm-hmm. But I've had an interest in photography. Um, my school had a photography lab, but I never got into it because they did the film photography and the fumes mm. were just overwhelming. <laughs> just No, I knew our science room had a, a, a black room Yeah. Um, when it came to photographing, you know, stuff underneath the microscope and developing it. Mm. And just the smell of that alone, like gotcha. people would yeah. swish in and out of the room. Uh, uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be dizzy before I got a chance to actually like start going through that process, and it's a process. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah like, yeah. and I would be just mm. so I never really got a chance to do it. Kind of went a different way and and did music and did cello in high school, oh, <laughs> in really? middle school. Yeah. <laughs> so did I actually? Did you? Yeah, I played cello. I started in sixth grade. We, uh, the school that I went to, everyone either was in choir or in a band. So we all had to try an instrument to go out and sing. And I was at that awkward stage where my arms were too big for my body because it was growing. <laughs> and so none of the instruments I wanted to play, I could. They were like, you can, you can try drums, the trump, no, the trombone or the cello. And I tried the cello and fell in love with it. So yeah, that's hilarious. Played all the way through high school as well. <laughs> it was, I, I, I think I only went through my freshman year yeah. of, of high school with the cello, but I started in elementary school and, okay. and worked my way up. Oh my gosh. Not thinking about it. All the instruments that they had you use yeah. when you were a kid, the recorder. <laughs> 
Um, but no, the cello, uh, yeah, just I, I, I love creativity. I love mm. music. I love art. I love culture. It's thank, thank my, my Tia for, mm. you know, instilling that in me, the interest in that, um, in those subjects just made, made appreciating art very easy. So yeah. picking this up mm-hmm. wasn't like a, it was a no brainer. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's awesome. That's very cool. Very, very cool. Um, and so being a person of color in this region, how like moving from Delaware, I'm not sure where you were in Delaware. Where was it a predominantly white area as well? Or it was a pretty good mix. It okay. was Newark. So yeah. right outside of Wilmington. Okay. Gotcha. All right. So it was, it had a healthy mix. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, yeah, no, I'd yeah. say it was a healthy mix. Yeah. yeah, and so that transition from there, and then trying to you know start a business here, what was that like? Smile, the look on your face. The look on my face. <laughs> Aside from the process, because I will just, I, I appreciate. I've I've grew up in Pennsylvania before mm-hmm. I moved to Delaware, so I can appreciate the state for what it is. But mm-hmm. Delaware makes the process for starting a business a lot easier. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, and then just <sighs> you could you speak freely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say the lack of culture was a shock for some people. When they move, it's a culture shock. Right, right. The lack of culture is a shock for me when I moved here, and um, trying to reach out to people when I first started my business mm-hmm. was kind of challenging. First of all, because I, to my knowledge, right here in this area mm-hmm. between Lackawanna and Luzerne County, as far as I know, I'm the only black registered woman photographer in the area. Like wow. that I can that I can think of because <laughs> maybe not anymore when I first moved here. Yes. But because I know that there are a lot of photographers that are like, you know, yeah. up and coming. But because um, I tried to do my research because I wanted to see who were the people out here that were doing photography? Because right. I wanted to connect. I wanted to learn, mm-hmm. you know, the people that were around. And I tried to search. And I found that when I first moved here, yeah. like, I know that there are people that have cameras mm-hmm. and that do business, but, like, registered right. with a business. Yeah. With, a, like, a license for sales and, and use and, and all that stuff. Like, going through and being registered, I found that I'm, for me, I might have been the only one. So that was shocking. Which is funny because I'm thinking now and even like even not knowing where they are with the level of the business being registered and, and doing all those things. I don't know in all the years that I've done wedding photography, videography, at least that I've ever worked with a black woman photographer. Really? And I'm trying to think. The funny thing is, though, but that's that's across multiple states, though, because I lived in Michigan and did wedding videography there for about four or five years. And I'm not lying. I don't know that I've ever worked with a black female photographer, maybe as an assistant, but not a shooting assistant. See that right there? It's just wow! <laughs> wow! <laughs> Speaks volumes, right? I've never really tried to think about it, and that's that's like 20 years of wedding videos, and not that clearly they exist. You exist, mm-hmm. um, but like that's really interesting to think about. That I don't know that I've ever. Wow, sorry. So, <laughs> <laughs> just I mean, I, I I've joined a few groups um, for Black women photographers mm-hmm. that are all across the country, all across the world, actually. Um, and I know that there are obviously those yeah. of them in Pennsylvania, in the state of Pennsylvania, yeah, they yeah. exist, but here in the area. Um, so I just tried to start reaching out to who I could. I'd 
Mm-hmm. Met you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we met at uh, Black Scrangeon, I believe, right? Yes, the yeah. the the block party the mm-hmm. one year. Mm-hmm. Um, I met Jason Oliver Photography. Who's going to be on the podcast as um, well? And uh, for the uh, mom, my brain, uh, the Black uh, Expo mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. just happened last year at Mohegan Sun. Yep. I met Daniel. Um, Valentine. Yep. And I had. Mm-hmm. I didn't like yeah I, you you figure it out as time goes on you know what I mean and just the lack thereof makes you want to jump in this even more right to have that representation mm-hmm. you know what I mean and that's that was just it just it's just a lack of culture shock for yeah me. Like, yeah I I can't say it say it any any differently than that I mean the people that I work with is great like I know Paulette um Mitchell and um Jonathan Edwards, Edwards, yeah. Mm -hmm. They're great. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's not like I cut myself off from getting to know anybody Mm -hmm. else Mm -hmm. in the area, you know what I mean? But it's just Wow. Well no, and it it is and and I think that's an important point that uh that yeah, the photographers that we know that we work with in the air, there's nothing wrong. But it is an interesting lack of culture or lack of diversity, at least from a color, from a, a race aspect, the lack of color diversity in a lot of the photographers that are in the area. But again, those who are here that, that I've worked with, I can speak for at least, I've never had a problem with it. It's been amazing work. Oh, yeah. But it's just interesting really thinking about it. Because I know Jason reached out to me to do some videography work at one point in time because he wanted to work with another black person who was doing the video side, but that by that point I was like, I'm trying to ease my way out of weddings, and so like, yeah, uh, yeah, no, I remember. I, I think I've I've asked you um, not that long ago actually, because I have a preferred vendor list yeah. that's growing, and I wanted to ask you to be part of that. I'm gonna just skip my way on yeah, yeah, that yeah. one. Moving out of the wedding industry, but that's interesting. Um, so being a black a, a black photographer in general, but even a black woman photographer. Have, have have you had people reach out to you specifically to be their photographer? You're saying yeah, so yes. Yeah. I was actually like I was going to move to that next point. I had a wedding couple that reached out to me um, because they said that they wanted to hire a black photographer in the area, and it was funny because the conversation that we had, oh, sorry, mm, you're good, you're good. Um, the conversation that we had was they asked me if I had experience shooting other black people, <laughs> and I was like. You would think, like, as a black person, you would not get that question. But it makes sense, though, because for a predominantly white area. Exactly. Like, yeah. there are plenty of people that don't. And I, and I did a podcast with, um, it's LLAG, Love, the Love Life of an Asian Guy mm-hmm. on Facebook. Uh, Rainer, he's wim- he's absolutely wonderful. And I hope he has me back soon on his <laughs> show because he's great. Um, we I had talked on a segment about that, about, yeah. you know, how photographers don't know how to photograph. Yeah multiple like shades of skin yeah yeah and um so i was like taking it back for a second i was like wait what yeah yeah i was like yeah of course i do so i was able to like share a couple of photos that i've done um Mm -hmm. of course i've never done a black wedding in the area but i was able to show some portraits that i've done um which worked out (laughs) i had a black groom a white bride Mm -hmm. um they were wonderful um i hope that they're doing well i may have to reach out to them um but uh, yeah, they expressed specifically that they wanted to work with a black photographer um, in the area and they liked my style and went from there. And that was the first time that I've had somebody vocalize and say, I reached out seeking you right. on purpose. That's crazy. Not just happenstance, you yeah. just popped up. Right. No, we were actively searching. Yeah. And they, when we had the conversation, they told me that 
they found other photographers, but they were too far away. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was like, well, that goes back to the question <laughs> you said. You know, you, you when you started your business and looking at registration, you're the only black female photographer that you know that is at that level. But even black photographers, even I mean, I know Jason, I know you. I'll be very honest. I think the three of us are are what right. I know off the top um, of yeah, my head. Yeah, like I'm sure. Well, and, Dan, and Daniel in my mind. Oh like, yeah, no. Black, black, <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Um, but no, but you're right. But that's interesting that they sought you out. And, and even when I was in Michigan, though, I probably did more Hindu weddings than I did black weddings. But I was also booked. I was working with another company at, at the beginning of my time in Michigan. So that was booked through Bo, who was white, but who knew a large, diverse group of people. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but even when I struck out on my own, I think of the weddings I did, there were only two or three that were black weddings. The rest of them were white, and so it's a legit question because you could start mm-hmm. a photography business if your locale isn't diverse and, and multi-ethnically cultured. It's not the lack of you wanting to shoot those weddings. Right. They just not be getting married in the area. They may be I mean, legitimately here. You go to Philly, you go to New York, you can go to Allentown. Like, there's more diversity, there's more culture. That may be where folks are going to get married. In Nipah, it's it's barns and churches. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I hate to jump off like like launch it and say yes because you're but you're right. It's barns and churches. You're, you're absolutely right. And um, I the the fact that they asked me again, it was a shock at first, but it made mm-hmm. sense, especially just because of my portfolio. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like my portfolio does not scream. Right. You know, yeah. I shoot black people. black people. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah, I know. We're just gonna keep saying it. And just, <laughs> it'll it only get taken one way. <laughs> um, so you know, like it just the, the question makes sense because if I was looking for a photographer, mm-hmm. I would have that same question right. anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. Unless I was able to look at their portfolio and see that they had such a huge diverse of clients and right. couples mm-hmm. and individuals, then that'd be something that'd be something entirely different. And I've in those groups that I've been in, um, I was I was in a, a wedding. Uh, uh, a few photography groups and we touched on diversity and education mm-hmm. and all of those things. Yeah. Um, and I know a bunch of people that are doing really great, great things right now, especially with visibility and uh, representation and education. And um, they just all have like, kind of just contributed and driven me to want to, you know, That's contribute awesome. to the growth of equity yeah. when it comes to situations like this. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Well, but, but I think it's important too, as well. I mean, just the, I, when I was teaching, we would talk about the Shirley card and how Kodak originally didn't know how to expose Mm -hmm. for dark skin tones, Mm -hmm. but intentionally didn't know how because they didn't see any value in in, in capturing the memories of black families. And so film was taught on white skin tones. And so it's a valid question. Can you shoot darker skin tones? Because if you've never done it and you don't understand that history and and that you've got a in Lightroom, your presets have to be tweaked. Yeah. Or everyone's gonna have a really, really burgundy, mahogany skin tone, regardless mm. of who they are and what they actually look like. Because the most even presets aren't designed for it. And yeah. so it's a legit question. The flip would be, and I know that I know my answer to this, when you shoot black weddings or portraits. Do they get bumped up on your demo and portfolio site just so that they're there, regardless of whether or not it's something that you're truly proud of? Truly 
proud of. I, 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 and look, you're truly proud of all I was your artwork. Say, yeah, yeah, right. Like but, I, all of my, like I'm proud your of everything. Is the upper echelon. So yes, yeah, no. Um, so yeah, anytime, like so with 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 this wedding that I did, and I believe I did that wedding in 2019. Um, it's there. Yeah. It's on there. Like right. you, it's it's. It's on the front of my website. <laughs> it's down at the bottom. It's on the pricing page. Like, yeah. like, like their wedding, you will see <laughs> almost on every, on somewhere yeah. on, on every page. Just because, first of all, it was a gorgeous wedding. It right. was beautiful. I went to Edgewood mm-hmm. um, for their wedding, and they were wonderful. Um, but, yeah, no, I want that to be in the front. I want mm-hmm. that to mm-hmm. be... One of the first things that you see, because if you just see a white couple, right, and then me, right, and then you'd have to hunt to find, yeah, to find the. I don't want people to have to hunt for that. Right. I want people to know, hey, you're looking for a photographer that can accurately and authentically represent you. Mm-hmm. Look no further. Right. I don't want you to have to click on page after page after page yeah. after page to say, you know, can this photographer capture what I look like? Yeah. No, it's important. And I agree. And I'm the same way. When I was doing weddings, the I'm trying to think the last time I did a wedding with a person of color would have been, I want to say it was 2018-ish. But that wedding, when I was still doing wedding videos, was always in the reel towards the front. Like, first two or three clips you saw was going to be that couple. And again, it was a wedding I was proud of. It was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. It was at a vineyard. It was amazing. Oh, it sounds gorgeous. Oh, it was a lovely one. But it was also one of those that, because I didn't want you to have to hunt and find it, like... Yes, I can ha- I can expose properly, even outdoors for dark skin, but I can also capture the vibe. Because with the wedding video, it's not just the image, it's what's the rest of the vibe of the wedding. Right. And with the vineyard and all those things, but like the music there was much more ethnically different than what I was. It, we weren't doing the dollar dance to a polka, you know? And so <sighs> when putting the video together, <laughs> it's a very different approach because mm-hmm. there's more culture there. And it's I literally had a, a list of songs that I could pull through from most weddings and no, this is amazing. It matched my wedding. I was like, yeah, because you all have the same music. Mm-hmm. But I had to have a different file when I was doing weddings that had more, more culture in them because even the musical selection from the DJ was going to be different, which mm-hmm. meant how I edited and paced the video was going to be different as well. But you've got to show that, that, yep, I can shoot it and it's going to feel like your day and not every other wedding in Pennsylvania. Yep. that's <laughs> And that's like the main important thing mm-hmm. just for, for my own brand. And I'm sure every photographer out there will say that, oh, yeah, no, make your day out. And it's like, no, I really want <laughs> – I don't want you to look at – I don't want you to look at your wedding photos and be like, you know what? That reminds me of Jack and Sally's wedding, mm-hmm. you know, from like so-and-so's photography company or something like that. It's like I want your story told the way you want it told. Right. Yeah. Um, because it's, it's your day. That's super unique and I'm going to stop like, you know – Plugging myself like no, that. No, no, that's, that's, that's the whole purpose of this. I want you to plug yourself. I want, don't worry, you're gonna you're gonna drop all your socials and where people can find you before we're done here. No, you're gonna plug yourself. Um, I know uh, uh, you and Jason was it two years ago? You did during Black History Month a photo series. I want to, I want to talk about that. Yes, the Black Diaspora shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was. I wanted to do. I wanted to do something that would pull together. You know people of color in the area. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to, I wanted to ex- explicitly work with black individuals. And so at first the thought was, um, originally before we decided to settle on the black diaspora was to just, you know, do a styled shoot, mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. 
a general uh, general styled shoot with with black models, yeah. black hairstylists, black makeup artists, like all these things. And it kind of did not <laughs> fall into the right place with that, so we kind of had to like readjust it. So I reached out to Jason, and I was like, "Hey, I want to do this shoot. Um, I think it would be really great to have people in the community be represented." You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And um, so he's like, "Great, yeah, sure." So uh, Monica had uh, the Johnny Pump. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were able to use her space, which thank thank you for that. <laughs> um, and uh, I did have a black makeup artist. Um, unfortunately, she couldn't make it because she had family responsibilities. Understand? Mm-hmm. I am. Mm-hmm. You got to take family. You got to take care of what you got to take care of first. Those <laughs> yep. are your responsibilities. So my makeup artist wasn't black, um, but she was still a person of color. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yvonne is wonderful. Love yeah. her. <laughs> Um, and then we just kind of just started like kind of spreading out the word to see, you know, who would want to be interested. And while we didn't have as much engagement as we had hoped for, it was still great. It was yeah. fun. We had a great time. People showed up. People got their makeup done. Mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. guys even had like a nice little yeah. coverage. Like it re- looked really great. So what the focus was on was showing you and yourself, yeah. your beautiful self. Mm-hmm. Nothing crazy, no glam, no, no, none of that. Just you as naturally as possible and um, bring your flag. That yeah. was one of the things. Yeah, was like, cool. Make sure you, you bring your flag. So um, we had the Dominican Republic. We had um, Jason is from Canada <laughs> and Jamaican. So we had that. Um, me, I represented Panama because mm-hmm. my mother is Panamanian. My father is an African-American. Um, we had Haiti. Mm-hmm. Oh, Haiti. Oh, she was great. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just because she came with this blue blue hair. Oh, yeah. Okay, I remember this photo. Yes. Yes. And yeah. she was just like, we were like, work it, girl. She was just like, with her flag. Like, she was like, ready to go to carnival. I was like, I loved it. Just, it was so much energy yeah. and such a vibe. Mm-hmm. It was great. Yeah. I loved it. It was, it was wonderful. And I want to do it again. And I just think that we need to just have a... A better setup for mm-hmm. it and more time. Because yeah. I think it was like kind of like, I really want to do something for Black History Month, but the super last minute, so what can we do? Yeah. You know what I mean? And But I think I think with the proper planning, mm-hmm. sorry. Fine. <laughs> proper planning and everything, I think that we could really, really make it work. So maybe, Jason, if you're listening, <laughs> and plan this <laughs> for next year. We'll start right now. Right now. <laughs> no, it was, uh, I, I remember the Haitian woman as well, specifically that photo. Uh, but it was also, one of the things that I thought was cool and if you do it again, I hope you do that. We we can find more photographers of color, or or however you want to do it. Was that like you and Jason's style are very different? Mm-hmm. You're both successful wedding photographers, both black wedding photographers, but your styles were vastly different in how you approach it. And that was the cool thing is was seeing one day it was a post on Jason's wall and his take on this person, but then the next day you would post it and it was yeah. your take and it was the exact same person, the exact same setup, but your styles are so different. But that. That's one of the things I love about black culture is that you could line up 25 black folks and let them do the exact same project. And their skin, their skin tones are going to be different. Their cultures are going to be different. Mm-hmm. And their approach to the exact same thing is going to be so vastly different, but it's still all black art. Mm-hmm. And how rare is it that we celebrate black art without trying to unify black art? Like, yeah. you were both very different photographers, even in your personalities and getting to know you. You're very different, but under that banner, you're still black artists. Mm-hmm. And black artists with ties to the Caribbean, like, there's so much that connects the two of you. Yeah. But when you see your photos, <laughs> you're like, these are two entirely different people. 
under that banner. And I would love to see that grow where there's all these black artists and you see all this variance and all the, the same skin tones and all these things, but it's so much more because it's all these people are representing themselves, but then you get to represent yourself through your photography. So it was, it was amazing to see that. Yeah. I think that's actually a really great idea. I think, I think if we can get more people, more photographers to jump in on the project, mm -hmm. we could do like a whole, like a whole spread thing of like, you know, yeah. this person presented by these photographers yeah. and these are the different stuff. Cause it's like, like, that's like the thing with, like you said, like with black art, like it's, it's going to be different. Mm -hmm. It's going to be different. We may see everything. Like we're looking at the same thing, right? The exact same thing, but how we see it mm -hmm. is different. And that comes out through art. Yeah. No, I love it. I love it. So speaking of putting things on display, uh, you're a photographer and now you're a, a magazine editor and producer what's the title Prixmatic. Prixmatic. talk to us about Prixmatic. so um i think i have to have to do this plug first because because <laughs> you know um so first i want to say thank you to lackawanna um county's uh art and cultures department for approving me for a grant oh yeah yes so this is why i'm finally getting this project off the ground because i've been holding on to this idea for like three years i think as long as i've known you <laughs> <laughs> and like I was like, I really want to do something that gives back to the community because I don't want to make it about me. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to do something that helps other business owners or Trust other me. artists. You I, know, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> like like this, you 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 are jumping into that pool and and you're using your your skill in this to do that. And so I wanted to do something else differently. And I love digital technology mm -hmm. and I love art and I love photography and I love building things. And so. I came up with the idea that I wanted to highlight black, indigenous, and people of color-owned businesses in the area, the small businesses, the guys that nobody knows about, right. the businesses that could survive if only they got enough attention. Right. And so one of the things is I followed The Happenings magazine when I first got here, when I first moved here. I was mm -hmm. like, okay, cool. This tells you what's going on in the area. Great. Right. Where's, <laughs> there was just a huge lack of representation. Right. And it's like I've noticed that if you go to any website, you know, that's like any PA focused or mm -hmm. anything like that um, about what's going on or businesses, unless you're going to the Chamber of Commerce. Right. Or unless you're going to Black Scranton Project mm -hmm. or something like that, you're not going to find those things. Yeah. You're not going to see those things. You're not going to see those businesses, those people, those artists. Like in my search for for the businesses and people that I would be reaching out to for the magazine, mm -hmm. I was shocked that I, I've lived here since 2017. Okay. Okay. I had no idea about half of the people that I found. <laughs> and then you've got all, and then with, with Wilkes-Barre Chamber of Commerce doing this great thing with the Spark yep. uh, grant program. I think it's wonderful because now you're, they're giving all, a lot of these small businesses an opportunity to to shine now, mm -hmm. right? And it's like, all right, you gave them that first step. You yeah. gave them that foundation. What's next? Yeah. How are they going to keep going? So I want to be that. I want to help be that gap. Yeah. I want to be like, you know what? Because everybody's online now and um, sharing all types of stuff. But I want people to be able to go one place and find everything that is just focused on 
black indigenous and people of color. Yeah. I don't want you to have to funnel through anything, search through anything, yeah. hunt around. Yeah. I don't want, you want to know about a black hairstylist, I got you. You want yeah. to know about black jeweler, I got you. You want to know about, you know, a, like an Asian artist that's out here in the area making just beautiful art or murals, I got you. Yeah. Like that's just the whole point of this is it's not about me. It's about you. It's right. about the community. It's about, because I know that there are tons of people that are like, oh, I wish this was open here. I wish that was open there. And it's like, it is. Did you know how long it's been here? Right. Oh, it's been here for four years? No, I didn't know that. Why? There's no representation. Mm -hmm. There's no highlight on those businesses. Right. So that's where I come in. That's the point of Prismatic. Yeah. So the it's a play on the word Prismatic. Mm -hmm. Which is pretty much what you like when you take like a light and go through yeah, shine through a prism, a prism mm -hmm. and it ref re uh, refracts into all these different colors. Mm -hmm. The magazine is the prism. Gotcha. Oh, okay. <laughs> when you shine a light on them, you get all mm -hmm. the different colors. And you get, yeah. Okay. So these are all the businesses <clears throat> that come out on the other end. They're they're filtered and funneled yeah. through, so you get exactly what you want to see. That's awesome. That is amazing. That is amazing. Well, <laughs> well and it's funny because that's. So from the audio side, that was the purpose of this podcast, is that exact same notion is that when you look up minority-owned businesses, and mine, so mine's beyond BIPOC, I'm looking even at women-led businesses or LGBTQ-led businesses, the whole idea of underrepresented groups, but how do we give them a voice and help to continue to promote them? And when I was looking around from the podcast aspect, it was very much whitewashed. You know, and so it was like, how do we uplift these other businesses? So I, I love that you bring up the chamber, and this is the most the most childish plug but they're underwriting this podcast like that's the work that we're doing in this community is that i went to the chambers and i got this idea let's do this and so i think you're right that there are there are places to go and look but it's not as on display as we would like it to be so that you're doing the magazine and i've got this podcast i think the work is there and being done to uplift a lot of these businesses and so um good luck to you with this with the, with the magazine i cannot wait to see where this goes and and how you highlight these businesses because i know um, like you're listed on the black the black business directory that's on Black Scranton's page, mm -hmm. and a lot of businesses are listed there, but that's just that listing, right? And so that you're offering this digital magazine where I'm assuming there'll be photos as mm -hmm. you're a photographer, but this entire write up about these businesses as well. Like, talk about what what that can do for a business to be in, in a publication that's been edited and reviewed by other professionals. Like, what do you think that's going to do for these businesses? I think, I mean. Because it's brand new, it doesn't have a whole lot of weight yet. But right. I feel like once once it picks up, you know, people take it seriously. That's the that's the thing I'm hoping that people take this seriously. That I, this is a passion project. Mm -hmm. I'm putting is I have sleepless nights. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I tell you my. Um, I think it's 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 going to give them power yeah oh okay yeah it's going to give them visibility it's going mm -hmm. to level the equity playing field i feel like because it's like all right you know uh joe's pierogi shop mm -hmm. it's been around for like 150 years right, right. everybody knows this but they've been in like the publications they've been in uh the times leader they've mm -hmm. been in 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 citizens they've mm -hmm. been you know what i mean there's that visibility it's like oh but now you know you have um we'll say there's like a Caribbean mm -hmm. soul food that right. opened up. You know what I mean? They've been here for a year. They're struggling. They just need like a little bit of highlight. It's like when they start sharing that they are now being featured, you can yeah. actually read more about them, learn more about them. The magazine I, is going to have 
business owners and, and artists and individuals, they're going to be able to provide tips. Mm-hmm. They're going to be able to like, maybe I'll have like a theme or something like that. They'll yeah. focus, they'll give their, their expert opinion or feedback on that yeah. specific theme or something. So it's not just going to be, Hey, there's this business, go see them. Right. You know what I mean? It's, it's that next step. It's that next step. It's going to help, you know, give them that visibility that Joe's pierogies has, That's you know awesome. what I mean? Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. Um, again, like I said, I cannot wait to see, where this goes and and if i can be of help please let me know and, and if any listeners want to get a hold of you um how should they go about getting a hold of you to either to hire you as a photographer to learn more <laughs> about the magazine or whatever uh well so um you can go through my my photography website i there's is going to be a web, mm-hmm. there is a website built i've already done like a preview live on it it's just a lot of placeholders for right now yeah. so once everything gets in its place then i'll be able to launch the the Prismatic website. But for now, um, you can reach me through uh, beyondthepond.photography. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, a contact page on there. Um, you, if you go through the Facebook page, there's a link for the magazine, and there's a contact um, gotcha. area there too. Or you could just um, send me a message. It's uh, <laughs> hello at beyondthepond.photography. <laughs> Um, that works too. Uh, Prixmatic has a Facebook page. Prixmatic has an Instagram page mm-hmm. and a Twitter page. Awesome. I'll share all um, those in the notes. So I am planning on creating a YouTube possibly um, if I engage in any live <laughs> interviews or visits mm-hmm. or anything like that with, with businesses. But we're going to start with this first. <laughs> no, no. Trust me. We'll eventually have a video for this podcast. But right now we're going to get the audio down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. And um Trying to think if there is uh, another way, but that th- th- that's primarily yeah. go through the website, whether it's for photography purposes or if you want to get on on this magazine. If you're a business owner, mm-hmm. um, if you're an artist, if you're a speaker, if you're a poet, like you, art and culture, that's what this is about. And you can be um, any person of color. This is not just for black people, because I mean, black culture. <laughs> crosses over oh, yes, so does. many other cultures and, and vice versa, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And just the influences and, and whatnot. And I think that that's part of building that diverse, that diverse community mm-hmm. is by, you know, yeah. involving everybody. So on, look, I, I, I love culture. I really do. So lay it on me guys. <laughs> Hit me it. with it. <laughs> um, so I want to wrap up with this uh, for, for other uh, minority and underrepresented groups uh, are individuals who are in the arts and who are looking to get started and who are worried about finding their place or finding their way. What advice would you give them? Trust yourself. Yeah. That that's that's going to be the number one thing that I can say because I've I've been doing this for a little bit and but I've always been a kid that's always stuck up for the little guy and and I've grown up in a predominantly white area and um people will make you question yourself all the time. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter if, you, if it's right or wrong. You know, you can go about it in the best way of intentions. It doesn't matter. If it feels they, it rubs them the wrong way, they're going to make it, you know, they're going to make it your business. Mm-hmm. And I like the quote that says, mind the business that pays you. <laughs> <laughs> what other people think of you is not your business. You yeah. have to be, you got to get up and look in the mirror and say, you know what? I love me. I love what I'm doing. I trust this process. I trust what I'm doing and what's going to come out on the other end of that. You have to. Yeah. You have to. You can have all the support in the world, but if you don't support you, 
Yeah. Lakeisha, thank you very much. I'm looking forward to seeing again where Prismatic goes uh, and continuing to follow your photography career. And you and Jason will definitely, if I have to hold you both to the fire. Uh, Do it, please. <laughs> I want to make sure that this happens. So, like, please make sure that Jason hears this. <laughs> I will. <laughs> because I want to be like, did you hear that podcast? Yeah. I called you out. Yeah. Called no, us no. both out. No, yeah, no. I want I want I want to see more of that the, the the diaspora series come out. So, but no. Lakeisha, thank you very much for your time today. Uh you heard if you want to get a hold of her, it's always going to be at Beyond the Pond, some form of Beyond the Pond on the internet. We'll, yes. We'll find you. Yep, you'll find me. Make sure you put Beyond the Pond photography cuz there's like a Beyond the Pond book that's out there. That's not me. <laughs> oh, wait, are they in England as well because some, there was a Jason Jason had the problem with someone in England has the same name and is in photography as well. Mm. But it was a white guy and he was like, send him a cease and desist. He was like, I'm, I'm pretty sure if people find us, they're going to know the difference. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I actually don't know. Now that I think about it, I should probably know that. But yeah. um, because photography is on the end of that, I hopefully will have right. that problem. <laughs> Beyond the Pond Photography, that's where we'll find you. Thank you very much for your time today. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. I'll, I'll be here and I can't wait to hear how this podcast turns out. <laughs> <laughs>